1: It's a warm, lekker-hearty welcome to you, the listener out there. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host, and in this episode, I will have a conversation with Stacey Ronteris and Sandiswe Shongwe of Blue Lever Education, an innovative trade training organization with a vision to mobilize a movement of millions of artisans as active citizens, and a mission to solve some of Africa's biggest challenges By upskilling the artisans that build our continent. Now just before I give my guests the opportunity to introduce themselves and to dig into the conversation of who Blue Lever is and what they do, have a listen to this.
0: Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Welcome to the Plumbing Industry Registration Board. How can I help you? Hi,
1: I'm here to log in my COCs, but I seem to be having an issue with my computer. No
0: problem. But did you know that you can log your COCs using an app on your cell phone? Oh, what app is that? It's called The App Plumber. Do you have a smartphone with you? Yes, I do. Oh, well, let me show you how it works. Not
1: only can you access your PRB profile on The App Plumber, but you can also earn CPD points while exploring the plumbing industry in the palm of your hand. Download the app from Google Play Store and join thousands of other happy users. Stacy, Sandy, welcome to this podcast. Thanks a Stack for joining me. And we're going to have a very interesting conversation.
0: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.
1: All right. So, as usual, when I do, before we hop into the juicy details of Blue Lever, what Blue Lever does, um, let's just give an introduction of yourselves to our audience, please. Can we start with you, Stacey?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us today. So, my name is Stacey. I'm the Director of Learning at Blue Lever Education. Uh, I am a counseling psychologist by profession. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) I have uh, worked with youth for about a decade now. That has always been my passion, uh, working with with youth in South Africa and various capacities and in a different organizations. Um, and so what I'm most passionate about is, I think, bringing about the change that our country needs to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be done through, you know, technical knowledge or academic knowledge. But my belief is there's, that it's a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and our youth really need a lot of very key skills. They need a lot of support. Um, they all have the potential. They just need somebody to believe in them to unlock that potential. Mm. Mm. Somebody to so-
1: give them that little bit of a guidance. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, mm. exactly. And and I think also just to give them a bit of self-belief and help them oh, for sure. realize that they have what it takes. Mm. Mm. So um, that's a bit of my background. This is the kind of work I'm the most passionate about, and uh, this is why I work at Blue Lever. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: thank you for having me as well. Uh, what an, what a privilege, uh, really. Um, so for me, I, my, my background is a bit colorful. Um, so worked for NetBank for about seven years, right? Um, and, it was amazing. I, I I learned a lot, but it was still not satisfactory in the sense that I felt like I needed to do more, right? Mm. So be the change and do more and transform, like Stacey saying, you know, be be a part of influencing, you know, somebody's life. Like I was influenced. And then from there, um had a bit of a gap where I followed a dream of traveling. Uh, so I worked on cruise ships for about three years. Um, and that was really, really exciting. Also unlocking a whole lot of things, you know, um, just learning and unlearning things, you know. Um, Going
1: through some personal development.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just, yeah, streamlining exactly what it is that I wanted to do. Um, and so I did that from 2017 until 2019. And came back just before COVID <laughs> and we went through the lockdown, um, time. And then after that, I joined Blue Lever. So I joined Blue Lever last year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing in the sense that now I feel like I'm, I'm living my purpose of, you know, being a part of somebody else's, um, change and, 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 and stepping stone, I guess, you know, contributing to that.
1: How awesome um, is it to hear that you're living your purpose? And Stacey just mentioned that people can find their purpose and that Blue Lever actually helps them to do that. Yep, Gives them yep. that little bit of guidance and assistance. Hey, That's yep. so awesome to hear. Yep. So Blue Lever. Let's talk about Blue Lever. Let's, let's dig into a little bit of a background of Blue Lever. Where is it based? What exactly does it do? What does it
2: entail? Yeah, so I'll maybe just kick us off on that. Um so Blue of Education was founded in twenty nineteen, um, as a trade training organization. Mm-hmm. The idea being to bring a very different take on how to train artisans to South Africa. So I think very traditionally the artisan space um, you know, had a had a focus predominantly on technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. But what Blue Leaver's focus is, is on all the skills that youth need. Outside Mm -hmm. of the technical knowledge. So obviously the technical knowledge is a big part of what we do. But for us it's about how do we make sure that they have all the other skills they need. And what I mean when I say this is what a lot of people refer to as soft skills. Mm -hmm. I refer to them as essential skills.
1: Okay, yeah. Yes. that's a new perspective of looking at it. <laughs> yes.
2: So these are skills that speak to communication, speak to entrepreneurial mm-hmm. thinking, speak mm-hmm. to project management. Um, at Blue Lever, we offer a lot of support to our apprentices, a lot of professional yeah. and personal development as well for them as individuals. So the focus is really on saying, how do we produce artisans who have all the technical knowledge and are really skilled, But above and beyond that, also will have the skills that they need to contribute to businesses, contribute to the industry, Mm -hmm. to our economy at large, Mm -hmm. and really setting them up for success in the long term. Mm -hmm. Mm So that's kind of our approach. Adding
1: even additional value, even additional value to the technical skills and the technical knowledge that they already have.
2: Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So currently we are based in Bromfontein, so that's where our main campus is. And at the moment we offer a plumbing apprenticeship with the idea being to expand in into electrical apprenticeships mm-hmm. next year. Um, and we're also currently exploring some other trades as well. Yeah. And
0: um, I guess, yeah, it, it's just very exciting to see young people really passionate coming into Blue Lever. And um, really, just um, showing what they what they value or what they appreciate about about the space that we are in, right? Um, and seeing their lives really transform, so family lives and
2: yeah, life in general, <laughs> life in general. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: And the the fact is that now we've spoken about a little bit of the services, you know, what Blue Lever does. You know, it's obviously giving that technical training mm. um, to the pe- the people in the skilled trades industry and and so. Some of us call them or refer to them as artisans. artisans. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a guest, a plumber, who was the other day, it was on, on one of the podcasts and he said, you know what, artisans create art. And if we look at plumbing in itself, I mean, can you think that civilization cannot exist without plumbing? Yeah. yeah. So it's so awesome to hear what Believe It does, but what about, so when it comes to training, Obviously, there has to be some sort of accreditation. You know, it's not just mm. anybody who can step in and say, "All right, we can train people." And especially when it comes to the trades, the skill trades, and the specific training that they need. You know, sometimes it leads up to qualification point mm-hmm. in a specific trade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, the plumbing plumbing industry needs the qualified people out there. Certainly. What What is the sort of the scenario with the accreditation on blue lever side?
2: So our plumbing apprenticeship is a three-year apprenticeship and it is accredited by QCTO. Mm -hmm. so um, we follow the QCTO curriculum in terms of our technical training so that means that we make sure we cover the knowledge modules that need to be covered, the practical modules and then obviously the the workplace experience as well with the signing of logbooks and um, everything that goes with that as well so the way that we break up our three-year apprenticeship is that um, our apprentices spend three months on campus and uh, it's what we call block one so this is where they're covering a lot of the theory they're covering a lot of the practical we're really laying the foundations and the basics then they go and spend nine months with an employer Mm -hmm. so it's part of the employer-based learning they're signing their logbooks they're making sure that they're getting on-site experience and training then they come back to campus for another three months and we continue with sort of I suppose, more advanced theory um, Mm -hmm. and more advanced practical experience but also what we focus a lot on is making sure that they can continue to apply what they've learned on-site and with employers now you know back on campus with us learn sharing learnings with each other uh, to really help enhance their own kind of experience and, oh, and knowledge. Nice. So they come back to campus for three months and then they go back to the employer for nine months again. Um, and then they come back to campus one final time for two months, which is when we start sort of wrapping up the curriculum, making sure we've covered everything for, mm-hmm. that they need to have covered. And then we start preparing for the trade test. So they'll do another stint with employers after that third block for a couple of months and then come back for, for trade test preparation. So they'll mm-hmm. do two months again on campus with us preparing for trade test write the trade test and, and hopefully pass. That's the plan. <laughs> yep, yep.
0: And the idea really is that they, you know, stay with one employer for the three-year duration program. Um, so as they come back to campus and go back to the employer, they literally stay with the same employer because we're trying to create that relationship, Of obviously them creating that strong relationship with their employers and also possibly after they qualify, then they can, you know, stay with that employer. So that's also another thing. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. Sort of helping them get into the workforce as well. Yes. So it's the training part of it and then sort of putting them into the employment and the space job. and being employed already and putting them into connection with people who have actually have space and vacancies available.
2: Exactly mm-hmm. that. And I think this is where a lot of the essential skills that we teach is, is really important. Mm-hmm. So apprentices do, on, when they're with us on campus, they do five modules. So they'll do two the technical modules, take tech theory and practical modules, and then they'll do a communications module, they'll do an entrepreneurial thinking mm. module, and then they'll do a project management and operations module. So it's a lot of work, uh, you know, because we we do that and the theory. Their days are very long and they're right. very busy and they're very full, so you you need to have a lot of dedication and commitment to this um, yeah. because the days are long, the weeks are jam-packed with with content and with learnings. But for us, our learning model is to make everything very practical, mm. very hands-on, very social uh lots of application lots of learning from each other Mm. so it's a lot but i think it's a lot of fun the apprentices Mm. have a good time when they're with us on campus
1: oh that's nice yeah
2: yeah so the idea behind having the campus in bromfontein was that it was an easy kind of uh portal in and out right mm. so it didn't matter where they were based they could come in and out uh fairly easily
0: and also creating that 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 vibrancy right so we are surrounded by other universities um, and so we 're trying to create that oh, wow. and, and make it yeah. fun so it 's not just plumbing like you can't you can 't do anything else but like just being a part of a society um, that really is about learning and mm. being young and, and and all of that yeah.
1: just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this this year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown, and it 's all in the name of charity
0: yeah. The plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match.
1: This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash.
0: If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at pirb.co.za for more
1: let's talk talk about partnering and and who blue lever partners with i mean how does the funding work for for these kind of courses and are there like sponsorships from some of the of some organizations out there some of the partners that blue lever partners up with and those kind of things
2: yeah absolutely so currently the um apprenticeship is funded by harambee harambee youth employment um so they're they're our main funder at, at the moment so they cover the uh, leadership base camp, uh, uh-huh. which I know we'll speak about in a minute uh-huh. as well. Uh, they, they're our main sponsor for the leadership base camp, um, as well as for the apprenticeship program as well. Um, we also have a strong partnership. A partnership with Chanson, um, who also, um, offer funding to, to students who want to do the apprenticeship program, um, with us. Uh, we also are expanding and, in, and in, into having self-funded students as well. So, yeah. Yeah. because we are a training organization. So, um, we are absolutely open to students who also uh, want to be self-funded. Um, so there are lots of various funding options available for students who want to join our apprenticeship program and and embark on this journey with us. Um, ap- partnerships are very important mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to Blue Lever as well. Um, and that's not only through, I think, sponsorship or funding, but employers, manufacturers, yeah. mm-hmm. industry bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't do the work we do without having those kinds of yeah. partnerships.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I do know that industry bodies are putting in a lot of effort to sort of change the perception and Mm -hmm. can I rather use the term misperception that there exists around the skill trades and plumbing specifically Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think of it, you know, few people when they reach, uh, you know, a grade 12 or matric for that matter think of a skilled trade as a career, because I mm-hmm. always think, you know, yeah. if the skilled trades are for people who didn't fare well academically on school, Absolutely. so that's always sort of see um, as a last resort or last yeah. option. Um, which is so, it's such a skewed perception. And I do know that the industry bodies such as PIRB and IOPS are, they put in a lot of effort to change that o- already at school level. I know that the PRB is engaging mm-hmm. at school level with learners at school and with school bodies in the Department of Education to so already introduce that, you mm-hmm. know, plumbing for that matter as, as sort of a career option. Mm. And, and that's why it's so awesome to hear that you are also, yeah. you know, in, can I call it partnership for a lack of better terms with <laughs> yes. the industry bodies? <laughs> so.
0: We are definitely. Um, I mean, IOPSI is definitely one of our partners, um, industry partners. And, um, it's, it's, it's very, interesting to see how the plumbing trade is is so important right it's vital and it's only when people start listening and start hearing about it that they actually see how important it is because when you think about it um we've all taken a shower today and we needed a plumber right mm-hmm. and so it's just a matter of just educating how important it is for us to really take this seriously as seriously as you know doctors if 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 anything <laughs> um so
2: yeah we have a saying that we're trying to make um a career in the artisans, be sexy, sexy, <laughs> <laughs> to appeal to, to younger youth. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Attractive, but sexy is a, is, a, is a word to use, okay? <laughs> All right, so Blue Lever has a vision uh, to mobilize a movement of five million artisans as active citizens. Why specifically artisans or the skilled trades?
2: I think a lot of that speaks to some points we've already touched upon. I mean, we know that we have an incredibly high unemployment rate um in South Africa. We know that you know there are opportunities for learners when they come out of matric, but there are not a huge number of opportunities or there are not enough opportunities for the number of learners that is coming out of out of matric. As we said, we know that there's a, you know, misperception around mm-hmm. a career, um, as an artisan or, or in the trade industry. And there's a lot of stigma or misperception around that. But we know that this is a really important space. Mm. We cannot function as a country or we cannot have an economy. We, we cannot have businesses. We cannot do anything mm. if we don't have skilled artisans. Mm. And we know that there is a shortage of skilled artisans in South mm. Africa. So. There is a big gap here that um, needs to be filled and can be filled, mm-hmm. and I think this is where Blue Lever comes in. Um, it's we've seen the gap, and we're saying, "Well, what can we do to step up and make a difference?" And that's that's what our vision is.
1: You know, when it comes to specifically the plumbing industry, through my conversations that I have on these podcasts with representatives from the plumbing industry, I made the conclusion that there's a huge gap between for a lack of better terms the baby boomers those who are ready to leave the industry Mm -hmm. and take the knowledge and the skills with them Mm -hmm. there's a huge gap between the amount of qualified and properly trained people who now step into their shoes to sort of fill the gap and fill the spaces left by those who are ready to retire Mm -hmm. and step out of the industry and i think that blue lever plays a big role in sort of Addressing that issue,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, I think so, and and I think that's why we're placing out such an emphasis on not only the technical knowledge. Mm. I think that's why for us, we don't only just want to have um, or produce artisans who who are skilled technically, but we want to make sure that they can set up businesses or they can join existing businesses and and have the skills to grow the business or you know to. To I suppose into other industries as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because it doesn't only have to be plumbing; it could be expanding into other trades as well. So for us, I think that's why we take such a holistic approach towards the training of our of our apprentices to make sure that we're setting them up for the long term. It's not only just for the sort of immediate future.
0: Mm. And this is why when we also place them with employers, right? We we call them employer partners for these this kind of reason, um, because we want them to invest in these young people. You you know, and sort of um, train them the way they want to. Mm. You know, to be to to see themselves in these young yeah. people. Um, but also, it's it's just we we go through a proper matching um, process so that we make sure that that employer really invests in this young person. You know, and t- and takes them as one of, of of them. So yeah, it's 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 interesting when it comes to the building of the relationships as well because we go through a proper process. finding um, a matching
1: uh, a uh. A person in seeking employment and and the the trades person that you've put through the training in comparison to those who have employment available and work opportunities available yes it's so interesting to hear that you're saying that you want to sort of train or help the delegates the training delegates the learners to sort of be prepared not only for the workplace but Mm -hmm. for a specific companies that's why you send them you know on that and preferably hope that they would stay on with that company Mm -hmm. you send them to a specific company because it is so companies differ and company cultures differ Mm -hmm. and although you need the same sort of technical training and the essential and soft skills that you mentioned earlier in the conversation It's, it's true. We need that and, Mm -hmm. and it can be applied throughout, you know, we can, we can use it throughout any industry. But when it comes to a specific company, you know, the owners have sort of their own way and, you know, the colleagues are, did you work with are, they act in a certain way and Mm -hmm. they may have certain things that they, you do the job the same as any other plumber or, or, or artisan for that matter in that specific trade. But there is sort of a company culture. And that's why it's so so interesting to hear that you also engage with the employers and the companies out there to hear what is it that you're looking for in a candidate?
2: You know, exactly. And I think we know that um, the industry is not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are also learning because, you know, our, our approach is to continuously learn and grow and evolve. So we are by no means perfect in terms of having all the answers. But what is really important to us in terms of employer partnerships is when employers are willing to walk the journey with us. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're willing to say, I I want to take on an apprentice because I believe in investing in our future. And, you know, to Sandy's point earlier, are saying that they're, you know, will invest in this apprentice and, and have them with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll employ them once once they qualify as well. And it's, so it's an investment in their business. Mm-hmm. Um they know that they're getting an artisan from a good training organization yes. that has covered the training skills that they need. They're getting somebody who comes with a set of other skills as well. They're getting somebody who really wants this and, and is committed and determined. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's an investment in, mm-hmm. in their own company. And it's, it's important for us to, we work very closely with all of our employers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we support our apprentices throughout that journey as well. So it's mm-hmm. not like they leave campus and we say, okay, great. See you in nine months. <laughs> Hope you make it. <laughs> we, we support our apprentices yes. while they're with the employers. We regularly yes. check in with them. We still host events on Saturdays on campus as well to kind of touch base with them. It's it's difficult, but it's all a work in progress.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the employers really want to give back, right? And they don't know how to because they're busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so them having students on site really is a way of them giving back mm-hmm. and of them doing it differently from when they got qualified.
1: But the fact that they support organizations like mm-hmm. Blue Lever and what Blue Lever does is not only an investment to their own company mm-hmm. if if they take on one of those candidates and employ them at a full time basis after their training and after mm-hmm. they've gone through, you know, the proper qualification route. Mm-hmm. But it's also investing within their industry and yeah. helping to develop and grow their own industry. We Absolutely. did mention before, you know, the, the baby boomers are ready to retire and yes. step out yes. and they're taking the knowledge and the skills with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those who invest in these kind of training organizations like Blue Lever, they know that they're investing. They're creating the next generation. They're yeah. investing in the industry, keeping it alive and preparing it for the future.
2: Absolutely. Yep. So, if, I mean, from our side, we we've we take on cohorts of 30 apprentices um, and we're currently going through the rec- recruitment process for our fifth cohort. So that means that by the end of July, we will have 150 apprentices hmm. in mm-hmm. our system. And that's sort of, we started our first, co- we took on our first cohort last year. So, we'll already have 150 apprentices oh, wow. in the system with the aim to keep growing. By the end yeah. of the year, it should be closer <laughs> to 200, if not more. You're
1: going to have to build extra classes. Isn't <laughs> yes, for,
2: We are ready. We so are you. ready. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about your sort of the uh, apprenticeship. Programs and especially the leadership base camp that we keep mentioning it now, but let's tell the audience a little bit more about that.
2: What it actually is. So the leadership base camp is actually part of our selection and recruitment process. So it's not part of the apprenticeship program yet. It's the step that happens before the apprenticeship program, and it leads into the final selection of the apprentices Mm -hmm. uh, for our next cohort. So what it is, is it's a seven-week leadership camp. So the idea behind it is that yes, it is part of our selection and recruitment process, but it's also an opportunity for learners to get a crash course mm-hmm. in a couple of key skills that they will need, you know, mm-hmm. to succeed in in an apprenticeship program. I suppose they're also life skills as well. They they things that they will they will keep for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also an opportunity to start building habits with them. It's an opportunity to sort of start getting them on the right track. So for the first four weeks of the camp, they actually go to a camp. It's a camp in Mahalisburg, and they stay there for the first four weeks and they have jam-packed days, starting with exercise at six o'clock in the morning. It <laughs> starts <laughs> at, at five, actually. <laughs> five o'clock in the summer, yeah, ex- six <laughs> o'clock in the winter, starts with exercise in the morning um, and then their day is full. It's full of classes, it's, it's full of uh, physical activities uh, in the evenings. Also, there are a lot of team building activities. So the day starts at five or six and it ends at mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night and it's mm-hmm. jam-packed. And so the idea with the camp is to build those habits around exercise, around nutrition, around mm. sleep patterns, just just good habits to have. Mm. And um, discipline for that matter. Discipline, yeah. yep. yes, They're absolutely discipline. And then we focus a lot on, on upskilling them uh, through through different topics. So we'll cover topics like time management, uh, mental health, physical mm-hmm. wellness, interpersonal skills. We'll start doing a, a bit of work on trade prep, on on hand skills. So the first four weeks uh, happen in Mahalisburg. And the last couple of days of these four weeks, they actually go on a three-day hike. So they camp, they sleep in tents, um, and they go on a three-day hike. They walk, a, I think it's almost 40 kilometers over the three days. But the idea is to really get them to reflect on the experience so far because for all of them, I mean, I think everybody describes it as a very life-changing experience because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's very different from anything they've gone through before. Uh It's a very reflective experience for themselves. And so those three days of the hike – it's it's just to reflect on where they started and, and how far they come and to almost prepare themselves for the next step of the camp. Mm. So the next step of the camp happens on campus. So the next two weeks of the camp happen on campus. It's uh We continue with sort of, uh you know, upskilling them in different ways. But the idea is to sort of get a sense of if I came for the apprenticeship on a daily basis, how would I travel here? Uh, mm. You know, how mm. how will I make sure I get up in the morning? Obviously, now they're at home. There are a lot of pressures and expectations that come with that mm. as well. So how do I balance all of this? So it sort of gives them an opportunity to really take responsibility and ownership of their journey Mm -hmm. um, and of how much they want this to be accepted into the program. Mm -hmm. And then the final week of the camp, uh, they go into a workplace for a week so they actually go on site uh, with PPE and they sort of have an experience of what it would be like if I was actually part of the apprenticeship program so they they work on mm-hmm. site for the week and at the end of that we have a big graduation ceremony um because for a lot of them and, and they tell us this all the time it's the first time in their lives they've actually achieved something something, something yeah. that they did yeah. you know themselves so we have a big graduation ceremony and we just really celebrate all of their of their achievements So, it's a seven-week life skill camp, Mm -hmm. but it is part of our selection process. So, we have 40 apprentices who attend the camp, and then from the 40, we select 30 that join the apprenticeship program.
1: I do hear that you're saying that you select a certain number of apprentices that go through the apprentice program, but are there also some of them who at the end of that camp... um, Say that They say to themselves, all right, I I thought that maybe this may be a viable career option for me. But actually, now that I went through this camp and I've been on site to, you know, like a specific trade like plumbing, I've been to a plumbing uh, company and I've spent a day or two a week with them. And it's not really for me. Do they also – do you get candidates that –
2: Yeah, we Mm -hmm. do. We do. Because the idea behind the camp is to also, because it's so reflective, is to give them an opportunity to really explore if this is something they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because as we said earlier, not many people leave school knowing that this is what they want to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for a lot of youth who... Uh, have been sitting at home for a while they may not really know exactly what it is they want to do they may not have the the passion or the desire they might just not have found the thing that clicks for them Mm -hmm. and so the leadership camp is an opportunity for them to figure it out and to decide Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely at the end of the camp they can also say you know what i've had the best experience this is this is just not for me and Mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine but
1: again they they take away that value of having been on that camp and that having experienced that right because Mm -hmm. And and I've said this to one of my other guests on one of my other podcasts as well that that the you know most of us take so many things in life for granted like yeah. such type of camps life yeah. skill camps for yeah. example mm-hmm. um, and leadership camps we 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 may have been exposed to things that certain part of our society never get exposed to yes. And that's why it's why they appreciate it so much at the end of the day after that camp. And that's just the camp part. That's, yes, not, even yeah. that's not even the apprentice program. Apprenticeship, exactly. and, <laughs> and then the, you know, the, the on, on the job training that yes. they go through, through those yes. nine months that you mm-hmm. explained about. So yeah. that's actually so awesome for them to, and for you to have put that in place before you actually go through the whole yeah. apprentice training, the the technical training, yeah. et cetera.
2: It's, it's, the preparation part is really key because on the apprenticeship program for us, we are incredibly strict with certain things. You know, like I said earlier, the days are really full. So punctuality is key, you know, on, on days when you're in the workshop and you're doing your practical training, you're expected to be early. You have to be fully dressed, you know, we're, we're, I wouldn't say quite strict, but we're very firm in terms and we're very intentional in Mm -hmm. terms of the habits that we're trying to or we want to continue to evolve and develop while they're on campus with us. But the best place to start that is a leadership-based camp. So before you even set foot on campus, you already have certain habits that are built. You already have certain um, ideas for yourself of how you want to change your life. So that carries on into Mm. into the apprenticeship program as well.
0: And a lot of them, you can actually see from the leadership camp base that, um, they're going to excel or just be great yeah. at work, you know, or just in, in life, in, mm-hmm. in their career. Like they, they literally do a whole 180 change. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that the change, you yeah. know, and how they really want this. And they just needed somebody to push them the right direction. But uh, Sandy,
1: we said it at the beginning, right? It's, it's that every one of us are born with that potential. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. whether somebody comes along or, Crosses our path to unlock that potential mm-hmm. and help us to reach our full potential. Yeah, that's the question, and yeah. that's the difference that that, that exists in. in, in Blue yeah, in Blue who Lever, gets yeah. that opportunity? Who gets who gets to have somebody come along and say, "I see the potential in you. Let's unlock it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. develop it further."
2: Yeah. yeah, in our in our last cohort of the of the camp, we had a student who, uh, in the feedback, sort of said to us, "I wish that they wish that they had done this." Uh, sort of camp when they were in high school yeah. because they felt like their future after high school would have been completely different. Totally different. Oh, wow. Imagine. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tell
1: yeah. us a little bit about the demographics of Le- Blue Leavers apprentices and the candidates that sort of sign up.
2: So all of our apprentices um, are based in Gauteng. That's mm-hmm. because of the campuses in Brumfentine. Mm-hmm. So they live in various areas around Ghateng. Um Majority of our apprentices are probably between the ages of around twenty-three to thirty-two. I would uh-huh. say that's that sort mm-hmm. of the the age gap. We have a, a large. Lean towards females yeah. as well.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, we, we receive a, a
2: lot of applications uh, from from females. Um, and um, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but but it's more than half, I think, of our apprentices are, yeah. are females. So that is, for us, I think, really exciting to see. It's really exciting to see females stepping forward and saying, like, I actually want to, to take a, a shot at this. I'm mm-hmm. interested in this and, and, and I want to step forward because I think that's very new for the industry. Yeah. It
1: is because it's... It- In general, it's an, it's a male dominated industry, right? mm -hmm. The skilled trades in general, whether it's plumbing or any other, for that matter, it's, it's sort of male. There's the men are the one who work with their tools in the hand in the garage while the lady cooks. And that perception also can change, right? Because like it go boils back to that potential. Who's to Mm -hmm. say? that a lady doesn't have the potential to follow a career in skill trades.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Nothing exactly. stops them from doing it.
2: No, exactly that. Um, so I think this is a very interesting part of our journey. Yeah. It's very in- interesting being in an industry that is, as you said, very male dominated and sort of trying to revolutionize the thinking around females in the industry. Yeah. But it is, I think, very encouraging for us just to see so many females applying and so many females making it through to the apprenticeship um, program. And lifting
0: all those geezers, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and climbing. Listen, ladies climbing. in general are shorter than men. They have to climb into those the, the roof spaces. Right? And yeah,
0: and that's the right, that's the right um, just, No, just
1: get, yeah. the, just get a taller ladder. That's yeah. it, and they can climb in.
0: <laughs> the job will be done at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> you know what is, is the most interesting part from from our discussion and our conversation today is, is having learned that the value. That these candidates and these apprentices offer at the end of the day for their employer mm-hmm. and again to society and our economy and, and the country because if if I listen to what they go through and what they learn and those essential skills, but the leadership program mm-hmm. and the eye opener now when they get out by the you know at the end of the term when they get out and they enter the workforce, yeah, you know that the employers can know that they are taking on somebody who wants to be in this trade yeah. and this career yeah, and follow correct. this career. They've yeah. gone through that sort of selection process and they've gone through a process where they could determine for themselves, not only be selected by Blue Lever for that matter, but, but also decide for themselves, for themselves. Mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. Yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen what it takes yeah. and what it entails yeah. and this is what I want to do. So firstly, the employer knows this person really wants to do it the job that i have to offer them
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and secondly it they come with the essential skills the soft skills and the mm-hmm. essential skills but they also come with the correct qualification because there are risks involved for both the worker mm-hmm. and the consumer who receives the services that they deliver at the end of the day if they're not properly trained and yeah. not properly qualified yeah mm-hmm. and again coming back to the employer that assurance that the employer can have to say if a person walks out of blue lever they are properly qualified, yeah. properly trained, properly qualified, and with all of the other benefits as well. Yeah,
2: absolutely. 100%. And I think yeah. also just to know that they have a support team in Blue Lever as oh, well. For sure. As as employers. They know that there's somebody only a phone call away if they need something, or if they need guidance or support with mm-hmm. something related to the apprentice. They, they know that they have the support team there. They're mm-hmm. definitely not on their own. On it's this about
1: journey. having had re- established that and maintaining that relationship yep. from the yes. very beginning, from Absolutely. the onset.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Building strong relationships, really. Yeah.
1: Just before we say goodbye, have a listen to this.
0: Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google
1: Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away. Exclusively for Android users. Sandy and Stacey, would you like to... Do you have any final words for our audience? Be they people who may be, have an interest in, in contacting Blue Lever and say, I want to sign up for your for your programs and go through your training, or whether those are employers who'd say, Hey, listen, I'm I'm interested in getting somebody who's been through your programs. And also, where and how can people contact Blue Lever?
2: So people can visit our website, ww.bluelever. So mm-hmm. that's spelled B L U. L-E-V-E-R dot com. Uh, on our website, uh, whether it, this is somebody who, you know, might be interested in joining our apprenticeship program, maybe it's a potential employer who's interested in partnering with Blue Lever, all of the contact details are, are on our website for the relevant party. So, mm-hmm. employees can get in touch with our sales team. Uh, apprentices can apply. Applications will be opening soon for our next cohort as well, so they can apply through our website. Uh, all the details are on there. So, visiting our website is the next step, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And definitely looking forward to, you know, employers really just taking a leap of faith with our students, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely looking forward to to the industry growing. I always refer to us as the connectors and I look forward to us just connecting to industry bodies, uh, the employers and, you know, more students that, you know, will look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm grateful that I took, you know, this opportunity Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's definitely a great opportunity for everybody involved. And,
1: and it is life
2: changing. Yeah.
1: Life changing. And for those who are interested in saying, listen, I'd like to sponsor a couple of, you know, they may even be, again, investing, investing in people mm-hmm. and investing in a trade and investing in the economy. They can also contact Blue Lever. Absolutely. Sandy, Stacey, thanks a stack again for having joined me for this awesome conversation. And, and I mean, it's such an eye opener. It's so awesome to hear that organizations like Blue Levy exist and the creative and innovative, mm. that's the word yeah, I'm looking yes. for, the innovative way that you're approaching, <laughs> um, you know, training these people, upskilling them and at the end, empowering them. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's our goal. Definitely yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank and, you and so um yeah, this has been great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then lastly, to you, the listener out there, thanks a stack for having tuned in and listened to this episode. We do believe that it carries the same value to you. We'll definitely chat to you again soon. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio.
0: Man in the Van Podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. <laughs>